Hey there, it's Sam Leon here, and I'm really looking forward to talking to you today about observation. Uh, I promised in yesterday's episode I'd go into observation in more detail today. So that's precisely what I'm going to do. When do you become observant? With many people, it's a natural skill. However, I believe it can be taught. For me, it started early in life, and I think it was a natural skill because I noticed things about people. I used to climb trees as a kid who didn't, um, but I really took it to excess. I'd have my lunch with me. My mum would have made me a lunch, I don't know, seven, eight years of age, and I'd wander off and I'd find a good tree and I'd climb it where I'd sit up there and I'd eat my lunch, but I'd observe. I'd observe what was happening around me in close proximity. Birds would ignore me. They'd come and land on the branch I was sitting on. They'd chirp and carry on. People would come, sometimes stop and rest under the tree. They wouldn't even know I was up there. They <laughs> weren't too observant. But I'd take in everything about them. I'd look at where I was and the sky and how the sky was changing and feel the breeze. And I got to understand nature fairly well, but I became observant. I then stepped it up a notch when I got into photography. And any of you who are photographers will know exactly what I mean. Photography teaches you observation. Things either look right or not quite right when you look through the viewfinder. Very early in the piece, uh, you take a photograph of someone or a group and there's a bottle on a table in the way, which you hadn't noticed previously, but you do the moment you look at the viewfinder or the screen on your phone or on your camera uh, and you move it, you move the glasses you strategically clear the area or strategically place the people that are going to be in the photograph so that the background's right and the foreground's right. That's observation, and it's something that stays with you. However, I really got into observation when my first job in television involved a stint in the uh, film and cinema area which I loved so much, I later on formed a film company. That's for another podcast. Uh, but we did make some great films. One of them became an Australian classic. You may have seen it, The Odd Angry Shot. Um, however, what really got me aware was looking for Q-dots. Now, you may or may not know what a Q-dot is. And you don't see them in films any longer. I'm going back to the good old days, um, shooting in 35 millimeter or other formats, uh, larger formats. And there was a dot in the top right-hand corner of the screen to tell the projectionist to change reels, start the next projector, um, or when the next a break was coming, um, sometimes used for advertising. Now, 
once you know it's there, you can't miss it. It's there for life. You can be sitting in a uh, a movie theater and all of a sudden there in a split second and i mean a split second is the q dot up in the far right hand corner um, that makes you very observant as does film as does working with props the property people where to place things how to place things um, and the cinematographer will see things through the viewfinder and get you to adjust things minutely sometimes. That makes you hyper-observant. Okay, they're the three stages I went through. And as I said, photography will teach you a lot, but so will just being conscious. And now I am super conscious. I notice things that other people would never Think of seeing. I notice things way ahead of other people. And I've tested that. Um, I test it with my wife, but she's become very good at observation over the years. She's learned all my tricks and she's pretty observant herself. However, it's wonderful to notice something about someone and then make a comment if it's a positive comment that you're making. If you compliment them on their attire or better still on something specific about their attire a man's shoes a man's watch a woman's earrings a woman's hair but it has to be a very genuine compliment you've observed something and you've turned that into a positive for that person you're not turning it into a positive for you you're actually giving them a compliment and i guess that's one of the major benefits of being observant you have to give in order to receive somewhere along the line society the world has got it round the wrong way they feel you've got to receive first uh -uh, doesn't work like that uh, a friend of my dad's had the most magnificent lawn and he had one of those old pumps, which owned water pumps. And it went down to a water table uh, quite a few meters below uh, his, his lawn, his house in the ground. And in order to start that pump, you had to feed it. So there was a small bucket always with some water in it. And you tip the water into the top of the pump. And then you gave it a few pumps and you might have to give it another feed of water. And then all of a sudden, the water came gushing out. You had to feed the pump first before it would give you water. So it is in life. I learned early on in my life insurance career that you had to give in order to receive. That meant giving of yourself, being open being prepared to offer advice, being prepared to offer that advice freely. Um, and I used to give people little, you wouldn't call them sales aids. They were, they were there to be a, a, an aid to helping them to get to like me or know me. But gee, they worked. Um, they were called promotional items. 
um, they were called giveaways. They had all these names. Um, I really searched long and hard to find things that related to my business and what I was selling and what I was talking about, but would also be of benefit to the person I was giving it to. And then I just didn't give it to them. Oh, here, you might like one of these. Oh, here, take one of my pens. I sold the item. Even though I was giving it to them, I sold it. Now, I didn't say I charged for it. It was free. But I told them the benefits. This thermometer is not like any other thermometer. It's unbreakable. It works in a special way. Uh, you put it at the bedside table and it's there ready for instant use or in the medical cabinet. Uh, I'd give them a first aid kit, uh, a small one to keep in the glove box of the car, or perhaps a larger one to take with them when they traveled. Um, my pens were always different. They were ergonomically designed. They had a bend in them so it would fit neatly um, between the, the, the index finger and the thumb and then curve around the back of your hand. Um, and I'd say to people, I'm giving you this because I want you to straighten out your objectives in life. Huh, corny, isn't it? But they'd always say, oh, my kids would love one of those. Could I have a couple more? Sure. Here's one for your husband too. Um, here's one for your partner. Here's one for the person working at the desk next door to you. The more I gave away, the better it was. Um, I had special calendars which sat on people's desks. And the calendar with my little advertisement, my name, my phone number, face them. But on the back, there was a greeting for the person visiting that person. No sign of my name anywhere. But they sure saw it. And because it was so small and inobtrusive, and I'm talking pre-digital, it worked. It worked brilliantly. So I soon learned that it's important to give before you receive. And I think next time I'll tell you a story about one of the biggest gifts I uh, gave and what it resulted in because it was quite extraordinary. So there you have it on observation, a wonderful skill to possess. And I wish you luck observing. Until tomorrow. Thanks very much for listening.